We have blessed words from St. Paul the Apostle from Ephesians in chapter 6 given to us in this Mass today. Dear friends, his words are poignant, his words are wondrous, his words are specifically for us all times, but specifically in this day with things that we are seeing, things that we are having to deal with. I want to share with you his words. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the power, in the Lord, in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And when St. Paul tells us this, we are reminded first and foremost of where the strength and the power and the stability of every Christian soul is found. And it is not found in ourself, and it is not found in anything in this world, and it's not found in politics, and it's not found in anything you can point to outside of Christ. He says, be strong in the Lord, period. Because it is the Lord Jesus Christ's power, it is His strength, it is His might that is the strength and stability of us all in every waking moment that we have. Be found in Him. Stay in Christ. Place yourself in Christ for such stability so that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. That is the strategies of the devil against our soul, the scheming of Satan against our soul. And my friends, he is scheming left and right more visibly than usual these days. And it doesn't have anything to do with a blessed election. Look at what he's doing all throughout this world. Look at what he's doing in the souls of man. Look at how every man and woman in this blessed country and throughout much of the world is starting to declare, to declare themselves God above God himself. Declare that they are the source of all truth. And it's not so. And we are at a time where we must stand strong against the strategies. And I'll tell you another way that he is scheming against us right now is he is throwing at us so many things that would seek to distract our attention from pressing into Christ our Lord, from interceding from his mind over his purposes in all that is going on in the world today. Our enemy wants to distract us with everything he can throw at us. So that we turn our emotions, our emotions are drawn to things that have nothing to do with the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So that our minds are placed on things and we start to pursue things in our thought life that have absolutely nothing to do with his blessed kingdom. And our Lord today is calling us back to recenter ourselves as his blessed adopted sons and daughters of Jesus Christ. To remind ourselves of who really my friends, is in charge of every blessed thing. And he says that we do not wrestle. We do not wrestle with flesh and blood. We don't wrestle with anything that can be seen upon this earth. We don't wrestle with any governments. We don't wrestle with any systems. 
Our wrestle is not these things. It's far beyond in these, these things. We wrestle with principalities. We wrestle with powers. We wrestle against rulers of the darkness of this age, the blessed apostle says. Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So much of our distractions have come so recently as it does every two years, four years in elections. It really does. All of, I include myself in that. Tuesday, on election day, I voted early. I went and voted my Christian conscience. Which is what the church is supposed to do. To follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. We have the opportunity, unlike many countries, of voting. And so what is our role as Christians? To vote the conscience of the Holy Spirit within us. The reality is, once we place that vote, it ought to end. There ought to be something on the screen that says, Here is what I vote. Thy will be. That should be on the screen to remind every blessed Christian to let it go. You've done your best to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now place our country and the souls within our country in the blessed hands of our Lord Jesus Christ. And even with that in mind, as the election day wore on, and I usually don't look at much until later in the evening because there's nothing to look at. They haven't closed the polling stations. And I started getting sucked into the change in the channels. What is, what, is, what is CNN's perspective? What is Fox's perspective on how the election's going so far? Oh, man, I started getting drawn into that stuff. I really did. But not long into the evening, I started feeling just absolutely sick. Not because of anything that I was seeing, but because I'd been drawn into all of that. And I went to my computer and I pulled up icons of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to get the icon that I had handed out and I think. God for Annie, she was willing to print these out last minute on Friday so that you could all see them with me. But this is the icon that came up on my screen. And it is the icon of Christ enthroned. And I was captivated. And I literally sat in my chair, my computer chair, leaving that on the screen and just looking at it, not saying a word. And I looked at it, and I'll tell you some of the things that were coming to my mind. There is only one throne that the Christian ever needs to be concerned with and attentive to. And it is the throne of our Lord Jesus Christ because of who is enthroned eternally in power. You heard the choir sing in the intro today that everything is in subjection to his kingship. And never will it not be. Nations have risen and fallen in their own sinfulness and righteousness. But the throne of our Lord Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God and the kingdom of God, the blessed Christians in that kingdom, even in those nations that were torn down because they so turned away from God, the kingdom of God remained and remained in power and remained in righteousness. And I looked, it was my Lord and my God who was sitting on that throne. And I looked at him and what I saw is the only one who is perfect justice for humankind. That is perfect judgment for humankind. That is perfect mercy for all of the souls that he has ever created. This is the nature of God enthroned and why so easily I was being drawn into saying, no, no, you are the one I focus my attention on this evening. I, I leave it in your hands. 
And as I continued praying, looking at this icon, remembering that all of these things fall under him, the scripture came to mind, some put their trust in horses, some put them in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. In other words, some put their trust in political systems, some put their trust in business, some put their trust, and I could go on and on, but we will put our trust in the name of the Lord our God, and that word name, it means who he is. We will put our trust in the righteousness of Christ, who is on the throne. We will entrust our lives. We will entrust our families. We will entrust our future generations. We will entrust those outside of the ark of salvation, all in this country. We will lift it up in intercession and entrust it in the hands of one far more capable than our thoughts and our votes will ever be. Because this King of kings and Lord of lords is perfect in all things and is love absolute for all of those that he has created. So I looked at that and all of a sudden I, I, what I really found was the reality that should be with all of us. And that is that our citizenship as American citizens pales in comparison to our adopted citizenship as sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. That's the thing we must attain to all of our days. All of our days. And so St. Paul says, in light of all of this, in light of the fact that we are not battling against flesh and blood and systems and powers of this particular earth, there's something far more that we must stand firm against as the kingdom of God under our king on that throne. And therefore he says, take up the whole armor of God. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. St. Jerome is very quick to tell us what the armor of God is. Now we're going to go through just very briefly. St. Paul gives the different pieces of armor as examples. But St. Jerome summarizes the whole thing perfectly when he says, From what we read of the Lord our Savior through the scriptures, it is manifestly clear that the whole armor of Christ is the Savior himself. It is he whom we are asked to put on. Let's have a look at the pieces to see what St. Jerome is saying. He says, stand firm, having girded your waist with the truth. The belt, the girding of the waist, by the way, in Roman soldiery, which St. Paul was very, very fond of using as examples spiritually for us. But the belt, the, that which would gird around the waist is that which would hold every part of everything the soldier would wear together. And he says, stand firm having guarded your waist with truth. And when he says stand firm, he's also using soldier language. That there is a particular stance that soldiers were taught in Rome to stand firm, to stand solid. Because by bearing weight a certain way on the load that's on your body, when the enemy comes crashing in, you're far less to be rocked by the assault. St. Paul is saying, stand firm in the truth. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so you gird yourself with him, he who holds everything together on you for your protection and for your salvation. He says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. 
The breastplate was one of the most important parts of the armor because it protected all of the vital organs, the heart included, was protected by the breastplate. And he said, put on the breastplate of righteousness. One righteousness. There's only one righteous, our Lord Jesus Christ. And righteousness is all of his ways. Righteousness is the way that he sees everything, the way that he does everything, the way that he moves among us because of who he is. What we're talking about is we live and become like him in righteousness. And as we live and take on his righteousness, when we take on his heart, it protects our heart. Is what the blessed apostle is telling us. It says, shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. There's a big one. Ask yourself a question, and I do not say this so that you slap yourself on the hand, but just a little bit of fresh water for you. Has what has been coming into your thoughts, or perhaps coming from your thoughts out of your mouth or out of your fingers as we type, are they manifestations of the gospel of peace? Are they manifestations of the peace that our Lord Jesus Christ has offered us that we talk about every Sunday? His peace he gives to us. Is what's coming out of us the manifestation of the peace of Christ? Shod your feet with this so that you can walk and everywhere you go, people will experience the peace of Christ. Take the shield of faith. The faith is the revealed truths of Jesus Christ to his people. And we have them within the church. And we are to keep all of the truths of the revelation of God before us. And as we keep it before us, it becomes a shield for us. No fiery dart can penetrate. Walk in the truths that have been delivered to you. Oh, put on the helmet of salvation. It protects your minds. And all the church fathers, when they look at the helmet of salvation, it's putting on Christ to literally guard our thought life. That our thoughts might become his blessed thoughts. And when, uh, when his thoughts are our thoughts, we see things going on around us and in this world from the perspective of Christ, which draws us with joy into praying from his perspective. Because I promise you this, my friends, if we pray something that is not God's will, just because you prayed it, it is not going to happen. But when our thoughts are joined to his thoughts, when he has shared his mind with us and we receive it and welcome it, and we pray his thoughts, we pray what is his will, it will be done in the earth. Our job is remaining in him and getting his mind on things. And take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God that is not Holy Scripture. The Holy Scripture is words of God. The word of God is the divine logos himself, who's been from the beginning. The sword, that which slashes and dashes and protects and defeats enemies on behalf of his people, is the word of God himself. And we see this in his triumphant return as well as in our daily lives today. St. John Chrysostom comments on all of this. And he says, truly what my heart has become really drawn to, and I pray yours will too. He says, see how clever this blessed apostle is. He has armed us with the utmost protection. So now, what remains? Only to call on the king and urge him to extend his hand. All of the armor that is Jesus Christ that we put on, we put it on for one purpose. Yes, it's for our protection. 
But now that we put it on, the role of the Christians in the earth, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of priests, our role is one particular thing above all. To go to Christ and ask him to extend his hand, his wondrous works, his saving, miraculous ways in the souls of men, and extend himself in the earth today. Because Christ taught us to pray. And we must pray this for our country, pray this for the church. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and keep his being enthroned before you. Because there your heart really will go to peace in the midst of times that it should not. Because that's how mighty the peace of God is. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.